0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sage's Retreat, to a brand new type of episode called Beer and Bad Movies, where we pair a good beer with a bad movie, and to give you a review of both, with our reasoning behind the two, which we'll be doing once a month. As always, I'm your sage and host, Nathan. This is my co-host and fellow sage, Lee.
1: Yo, yo, what's happening? (laughs) Supposed to say something vaguely uh, interesting there, but I am here as usual, um, not taking so much the lead on this one. I'm going to be sitting back and letting these two uh, rude boys get on with it. Go for it.
0: Yeah. And today we are joined by the self-proclaimed film buff and beer expert, Ben.
2: All right, kids, let's watch some shit films.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so to start us off, Lee, give us your definition of a bad movie.
1: Bad movie? You see, I don't... I know he was on about like a bad movie, but I think um, I think I forgot to get my recording going. I think um, well, I'm going to dismiss the the word bad for the moment. I know it's the title it's, of
0: the. It's bad.
1: Yeah, it, it's bad. Um, just to let you know, B doesn't mean bad. I thought this, and I was kind of googling some stuff uh, the other day. B just means it's in. <laughs> you lot, you kids aren't going to know this, but. If you bought, like, a a vinyl single, which I did many, many years ago, and my mum also had lots of them, or if you was to buy a, even a cassette, a cassette single where you'd have, like, only, like, four songs on, let's say, or even less, you'd have an A-side, which would be, let's say, the song which is at number one or whatever, the one that's chart topping, but as you flip it over, you have a B-side, and it's one that they haven't really bothered with, you know, not put much effort into or, or whatever. And I think that's more of the, the way to look at a B movie. It's, it's not the prime uh, cinematography that that you want. It's not the Titanic. It's not the, the whatever, the big film. It's those low budget, um, smaller studios, uh, maybe, you know, independent studios or maybe a bigger studio that just made a shit film. I don't know. But like, growing up, thinking of B-movies, I, I don't think I really did think of B-movies at all. Um, I wasn't exposed to a lot of films. We spoke about this before, haven't we? Like, we didn't have a lot of money, so it was just a case mm. of what was on TV. Um, but the more the more I think about it, maybe I did watch some B-movies. The, the kind of crap that might have been on, like, um, Channel 4 on a Sunday or something, I might have come mm. across it late at night when I'm supposed to be going to bed or whatever. Um... <laughs> B movie thinking of B movies it's like i think over the top sat too many sound effects like just not quite feeling proper is that is that fair to say not quite feeling as well made as it as it could be even mm-hmm. if like a lot of people look at B movies and think oh it's a really good movie but it's like yeah but it's not as it's not as well made uh, but the B movies now is it's a it's a it's a, it's become a bit of a a cult, hasn't it? A bit of a like we love the B movies, and and um, this is primarily what this is about, isn't it? It's about looking at those 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 older uh, B movies and how how they come across now. You know whether it was the eighties. Uh, ben, do we have any later than the eighties? Going back, do we have any? Uh... Oh,
2: earlier, yeah, earlier than earlier than eighties. Yeah, I mean historically. They do all go back, like the word B-movie actually goes back to like the golden age of cinema. Right. So we're talking like when there's big blockbusters, they would be packed with a double feature. Yeah. So your second billing would be a B-movie. Okay. That's where that term comes from. So going back, that's going back to the golden age and moving like onto the 50s and stuff, when, um, when like TV come about and it were more regularly available, a lot of the B-movie pictures would move into TV so you've got examples then from 50s and obviously 60s and 70s is when all the grindhouse and the drive-ins and that's really where that's really where all big guns come into play. Is that
1: where the B movies hit the mainstream? I'd probably,
2: probably go with that yeah I mean obviously going back it would have been not as common to go to cinema would it as in like fifties, mm. maybe so. Yeah, probably like seventies and obviously eighties when home video come about, as you've just briefly touched on. Mm. That, that's definitely like a big, uh, big part of it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, B movies definitely a, a big, maybe it's B for big, big now as opposed to. Mm. <laughs> Do you still get modern B movies coming out?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially nowadays because everything is sort of like rooted in nostalgia. So, mm. a lot of people now who are making films, obviously, like you said, they're cheap and they're independent. So, a lot of cheap, independent filmmakers now look looking to them for inspiration. So, you, they do make them, like, one in homage and two, like, literally because they're having to make that sort of movie.
0: Mm. So, I th-
1: I, I, definitely, definitely some should- modern ones.
0: Shark comes to mind when yeah, I think of exactly. a modern day uh, B Mover. Yeah.
1: So I'm just I've just had a quick look up at um, modern B movies and um, I've got Tremors. Mm. Yeah. Um Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Is that would that, is that a B m Eight Legged Freaks? Hobo with sh- Hobo with a shotgun. Okay, yeah. I understand that one. Yeah, Hobo with a shotgun, definitely. Yeah. By, like, oh my, look at this Rogue man, he's a legend Oh, was that Rogue I was trying to think who <laughs> yeah, was in it Was it Rook Rook the Rook <laughs> Yeah, 8 Legger Feet What else have we got? Well, there's a film called uh, Big Ass Spider Okay, um, I need to see that um, So, by the looking at these though B-movies are the ones that have The really terrible special effects, aren't they? The modern day B-movies are the ones With the terrible special effects
2: uh, well, yeah, probably because they're, they're running on, like, low-end budget. Yeah. But what I think the most common thread you find through B-movies in general is that they are mainly genre pieces and they're exploiting certain trends, certain things, you know, certain stuff within, like, tropes and certain audiences they're targeting. It's like they're, they're using all them to pull in people because basically the main aim is just to turn a quick buck
1: can we reference black exploitation movies? Are they B movies?
2: Yeah, definitely. Because going back to grindhouses when they come about, and even like a modern example is Black Dynamite. Okay, it's playing on all them tropes, and it's just pull like back in the day, you knew what you were getting when you went into the cinema to watch one of them, and that's what they were like preying on. Like. like
1: the kung fu that they'd always be doing, and they'd have like they'd have like the accentuated. Um, kind of uh, accents and all that they kind of really push it over wouldn't they
2: yeah definitely all that it's just pulling in all these people that they know they can using you know I mean if the if market it, it is it's like it's got a load of nudity and stuff and it's pulling in people just based on that and yeah. if it's got violence Kung Fu and just just on the topic of Kung Fu you will get B-movies that sort of transcend B movies and become like big cinematic cultural touching stones, i.e., Enter the Dragon.
1: Which
0: is
2: it we spoke a B movie? Why
1: is that a B movie? I'm, I'm feeling offended. Shut up, Nathan. It's yeah.
0: it,
1: it's the B movie because back in the day when it came out, like
2: mainstream cinema was not uh, kung fu movies, so where it would be get played would be the grindhouses. Obviously, it were low budget, but it had one big thing going for it, was that at the time the audiences never really saw that and especially someone like Bruce Lee and his charisma and his style and it were like that that got played in the grindhouses but transitioned to mainstream where now it's considered a classic but it were a b-movie they were played in double bills with uh Jim Kelly's hot potato stuff like that which are still considered crap films today
1: so Jim and, Kelly was obviously in uh, enter the dragon if uh, yeah, no, yeah. One, no one knew yeah mm-hmm
2: but like night night of living dead as well that's a good example of a b movie like low lowest at low budgets but it broke boundaries it created new trends it basically gave birth to the zombie film and it's still a classic today mm. so you've got b movies that actually aren't bad and they actually started stuff within cinema
1: it's interesting it's interesting and I've, I, mm. I feel like i've maybe watched a lot of b movies which i didn't realize were I hate to do this B movies um and uh, I think I have a bit of more of a maybe a bit more of a, an appreciation for them even though like 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 touching back on Enter the Dragon you guys both know that it's one of my favorite sort of films and it has a I'm kind of connected mm. to it kind of emotionally and now physically um but it to uh, if that film had released in uh, like Hong Kong it wouldn't have been a B movie it would have been like fucking it would have been right at the top because of he was so popular over there but would it? Is it? Is it the fact that it's more of a B movie because it was America and because it was a uh, a, a Chinese uh, main sort of like star? Is that is that because is it because it was a risk? Would you say?
2: Yeah, maybe like new to audiences and yeah, like relatively speak. I mean, to be honest, within Bruce Lee's catalogue, it is probably one of his like most like big budgeted films. But at time they wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been particularly like we're going to sell it to American audiences. So it's definitely a B-movie classic. It's a grindhouse classic is what I'd call it. Like B-movie gets tarnished a bit, but like I said, a lot of films, I mean, the one we're going to watch today is objectively a bad film when you look at it from a filmmaker's perspective so you can't nobody can say it's a good film as in the like are you make a film this is a good example this is mm-hmm. like totally not but yeah this so this one is bad but it goes it, it gets compelling to a point because of how bad it is but there's a lot of films and some i've picked out on this series that we're hopefully going to get to watch together mm. they um they they will transcend like what a b-movie is and become part of like cinema history cinema culture
1: so a, um, a, a crap film like the one that we have watched and are going to talk about, which I won't introduce, uh, Nathan, you'll be doing that. But um, it's so bad that it's considered a good film to watch. That's beautiful yeah, To say that, sorry, yeah. yeah. Does that make it's, sense?
2: That that's what that's what's so good about it is that it is so bad. It's like this is called beers and bad, well, beer and bad movies there it is This series yep and that the reason is is because if you've got three mates like us and you just get some beers and you kick back and this is the film you want to watch it's the summer mm. that you don't even have to tune into you can turn your brain off and you know you're absorbing the piece of crap but <laughs> the way it, like just I don't know the way it makes you feel and it just gets under your skin in in an entertaining way it's just you can't ignore that they have got the place within cinema I mean, I know people might bash him who aren't into him, but hopefully this series might open their eyes to a few bad movies and maybe get them to try a few good beers as well. Sure. Mm.
1: Or bad
0: beers. Well, that, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Hopefully not bad beers.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Always shop. Always shop independent if you can.
0: Yeah. 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 Make sure you do.
2: That's good. And drink responsibility.
0: That's good. Yeah. Tesco. Yeah. Tesco is fine. Right. You? Yeah.
2: I'd, not- I'd, I'd be interested to hear what Nathan's idea of B movies
0: are. Uh, well, my B, my idea of B movies is um, cheap videos at car boots. That's what that's what makes me remember B movies from being a kid, um, or stuff that was on at um, like one or two in the morning because my, my my dad used to record them on VHS um, for us, and then let them watch us in on the weekend. Um, the one video uh, which we had, um, which is probably not classed as a B movie, but it should be re- really, uh, is "People Under the Stairs." Would you know? Is it West Craven? Yeah, I've met that. That's probably not a B movie, but to me, it feels like a B movie because you've got the the bit of janky makeup and the, the loose thread of a plot line um, and that that's a bit fantastical. Um, but yeah, I've yeah. I've always liked I've always liked to be a good a good crap mover, um, but crap in, in in a good crap sort that's of got way. Ving, uh,
1: that's got Ving Ramers in it.
0: Yeah, that's it, it's a it, yeah. black dude. Know, yeah, it's awesome. it's, 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 it's the, yeah, this, that's what I mean. That's why I can loosely call that a B movie. That's yeah. that's just one of the ones I remember. Um, there is. There's quite a few others. Uh, Enter the Dragon being another. Uh, I know we've already touched on that. I watched that quite a lot as a kid because my dad had that on video. He recorded that for us. Um, I'm trying to think of any others that we had. But just those sort of like cheesy, you can tell it's a man in a suit horror films. Do you know what I mean? Like, Creature from the Black Lagoon or something, where it's clearly just a man in a ghillie suit or something like that. So it's. it's,
2: Like I said earlier, it's. It's kind of when you get into genre pieces and stuff that is like heavily entrenched in genres. I think definitely looking back for history gets put forward as B-movie. So mm. horror films, obviously. Sci-fi, kung fu.
0: Mm. All big hitters like
1: that. I need to watch mm. some more um, sci-fi uh, B-movies. I think I need to find a list and have a look. I do like my sci-fi films.
0: Yeah, there is. I mean, the, what comes straight to mind for me is horror. It, but then, yeah. obviously, there's a lot. There's lots of. There's obviously action. There's every, there's every genre. Uh, this this is obviously an action film. Um, but it's, it's horror that, that I think of when I think of B movies. But that's because that's what that's the one I've ingested the most. Like all mon- the...
1: yeah, like monsters that are shouldn't be that like creatures that shouldn't be that big, giant spiders. Or was it yeah. like Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman or something? I can yeah. I'm assuming that's the wrong size that she was. But yeah. Attack of the <laughs> and it's just like a picture of a woman like standing on like a man or something. It's like
0: yeah,
1: oh poor poor guy. But maybe he's yeah. lucky. Maybe it's a maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that went places where I haven't watched it I don't know what happens Or maybe there's another version for another industry yeah. That we're not going to talk yeah. about um,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah so, Yeah yeah. so now we all know what makes a bad movie Let's get straight into today's choice of film Take it away Ben
2: Right so today We're, we're going to be watching Deadly Prey Now you've probably never heard of Deadly Prey So hopefully If, if you haven't Then hopefully you have geared a watch Definitely so it was releasing that in November in 1987. Um, it's a uh, action, well, full on action. It's basically a Rambo ripoff. So going back to what makes a B-movie a B-movie, uh, one of the main things is that it rips off the current blockbuster of the summer or whatever. So think back to 1987. I think Rambo had just come out. 1986 were Rambo 2. So you'd, you'd had two films, two films to rip off basically. So this is what this is what it is. So uh, that's the little flavor you gain. So if you just to look at it now in modern perspective, like looking back, just before we get down to it, if you look on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, we're looking at a fifty-three percent, no fifty-seven percent. Sorry. So, like mm. to say how horrendously bad this film is, fifty-seven percent is quite decent. Yeah, pretty decent, so,
1: yeah. I'm gonna say that people that like crap films have gone in and gone, ha, ah, no. Nope. That,
2: <laughs> exactly. So it, that's what I mean. It speaks to a certain, certain person. Yeah, so IMDb's sort of similar, middle ground 5.3. And if you look through reviews mm. there, you will see a lot of 10 out of 10 stars. <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. be inclined to say 10 out of 10. Yeah. So we'll uh, just get into a little bit of nitty-gritty detail. So director is David Pryor, who at the time... He was known for making cheap films, ripping off action films. He made a film similar called Killzone a few years earlier, where I've not seen it, but basically a Vietnam vet gets flashbacks and starts killing his own men on a training exercise. So it's not too dissimilar to the mm-hmm. plot of this film. Oh. Um, but yeah, he got. And then basically, a lot of films since Deadly Prey. So you don't know if Deadly Prey actually influenced these films, but a lot of films since have actually followed the same plot. It's based on a 1924 short story called The Most Dangerous Game. And most, probably the biggest film I could think of in the 90s was uh, John Woo's Hard Target with Van Dyke. I was
1: thinking of it. You know, I am sorry to interrupt. I have been looking at... Uh, when I, sorry, uh, rephrase it. When I watch the film, I'm thinking, oh my God, this reminds me of Hard Target. Mm-hmm. It came to mind straight away. Um, I love that film I think it was personally I think it was one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's last decent films
2: yeah definitely like John Woo's influence over the film was definitely a big point made, made it a point of difference to his other film yeah it's was... what I'm definitely saying is just that it did influence that Deadly Prey did influence Hard Target because all you've got to look at is Jean-Claude Van Damme's mullet that says, mullet um, I, yeah
1: I think just Purely down to the haircut, I think will hundred uh, percent will confirm it. Right now, it influenced it.
2: So, getting back to Deadly Prey, since we went a bit off topic here with John Claude,
1: relevant uh, but off topic, yeah.
2: definitely mm-hmm. relevant. So, the film's main star is called Ted Pryor, who plays Danton, who's our badass veteran. And uh, Danton, Ted Pryor, is actually if you've guessed it, yeah, David Pryor's brother. Is David Pryor being the director? So. Yes. Basically, a lot of B-movies that he did make starred his brother, Ted Pryor. Um, so, yeah, he's the main character. We've got Cameron Mitchell, who plays the father-in-law, who I'll just put it out there now, is my favourite character in the film, and we'll touch upon we'll touch upon it in a bit. Um, Fritz Matthews plays a badass guy called Thornton. He's a bad guy and he's a badass dude. You've got David Campbell playing Hogan, William Zip playing Cooper, and Susanna Tara playing Jamie. So, that was the wife, won't, wasn't it? Jamie the wife. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. You mm. you
2: won't recognize any of them actors. I mean, Ted Pryor is a bit of a B movie legend, so you'd know him. Yeah, I think Cameron Mitchell might be a bit known, but barring that, I don't think I anybody else.
1: I recognised the father in law as soon as I saw him. Yeah, that's that's him. That's Cameron Mitchell. But I haven't he, looked into why. I haven't kind of been like, why do I know him? I feel hmm. like I need to see if there's a film that I've watched. Yeah, I'm, up, sure. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure it will pop up with him in. Sorry, I'm just uh, doing something. Sorry, carry on. So what we'll do is um, we'll insert the trailer now.
0: Take a couple of the men and go get another runner. A mean one in Nam. He was the perfect killer. Now he'll have to prove it again. Run! You're gonna die. Mike Danton is deadly prey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danton,
0: you know him. Know him. I trained him. They turned the killer loose on themselves. Troy Donahue, Fritz Matthews, and Cameron Mitchell star in a film so violent it cannot be rated. Viewer caution advised. Killer and teacher face off in a final battle. Only one can survive in Deadly Prey. Amazing, yeah.
1: For what it's supposed to be, amazing. It, 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 yes, um, <laughs> absolutely amazing. It did get me ready for the film, um, and as as yeah. you guys know, I actually watched the film in two parts because I was worn out halfway through. I was doing other stuff anyway, but I was well, I was like, I need to just like turn this off and I'll just come back to it. Um, I know I didn't commit fully, but it's fine. I'm 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 not gonna I'm not saying I'm a busy man, but I was just doing this and that, and I'm like, okay, I'll leave it here and I'll, I'll come back and watch the rest. Um, I have a habit of falling asleep watching like films and that, so I was like, I need to come back to it as a fully awake human being and to watch it. And I'm glad I did. Uh, I read through a couple of my little notes, and then I got back into it and watched watched the the end. Obviously, we'll talk about the end later on. So you've seen the film. Have you seen the film before, Ben, or is this a new one for you as well?
2: No, yeah, this is one I've seen a few times.
1: Just... Um,
2: any B-movie aficionado worth his salt is going to have seen this film. It's a uh, legendary status now. Okay. And um... I'm sure you know why. So anybody watching or listening at home, you need to watch this film.
0: Yeah, Definitely. And now for the beer. As Ben is the resident beer expert, he has paid a type of beer to go with the film. Tell us a bit about it, Ben.
2: Right, so the idea behind this series is that we pick a crap film and a good beer. Obviously we're going to link the beer in some way we can. It's a bit different, bit difficult movies but we can loosely thread them together and I thought we'd start quite simple. Maybe not simple to people who don't drink beer, so if you're just used to lagers and stuff, hopefully this might pique your interest and you might think, I'll watch some crap films and I'll pick up some good beer. And if we talk mm. about the beer a little bit, then it might give you a bit more understanding. I mean, always, like I said, shop independent, but if you have got a local beer shop it's and you, you're not comfortable with beer and you do want to try something new, just walk in there. They're always friendly. They're always there to help you and they always will help you. So for this particular, for this particular uh, film... I've chosen a West Coast IPA, so obviously West Coast being the West Coast of America. America sort of revolutionized the craft beer industry a few, well, going back 20 years ago or so, started becoming more mainstream in the last 10 years, but basically they introduced us to big hoppy flavors, big hoppy beers, and one of the first beers that they ever introduced to the scene was a West Coast IPA predominantly in California it started. So the beer I've gone for is a real legendary beer. It's a big, big classic. Pliny the Elder by Russian River Brewing Co.
1: I love that name, Pliny the Elder. Mm. Yeah, it's
2: an actual historical figure. But this beer is uh, very hard to come by in the UK. People travel the world to get it. It's
1: it's a bit of a holy grail. Back in a few days, (laughs) yeah, comes back with two bottles of beer.
2: (laughs) It's a holy, it's a holy grail of beer, beer people anyway. So, especially in UK. So I thought I'd save it for a special occasion, such as watching Deadly Prey. Like, what's better? But Mm. so calling it West Coast IPA. These these guys brew in California, so it's Santa Barbara. So it's not too far from where this Deadly Prey was actually filmed. So that was my main jumping off point to start with. That. It's of provenance. It's the right right area where it was brewed. So, uh, but another reason is the flavor profile you find on a West Coast. It's uh, it's big. It's piney. It's hoppy. It's resinous. It's a bit like the forest that uh, Mike mm-hmm. Danton is slaughtering everybody in. And uh, another thing about a West Coast is the style. It, it's very bitter. So it's like big bitter hop flavors and very crisp on the finish. Very clean beer. So. Like Mike Danton, the main dude from Deadly Prey, is a big bit of bastard. So it's a bit like this beer, a big bit of bastard with a nice clean, clear body, as you will see in the film. Um, so
0: a big
1: clear that's, body.
2: Yeah. That's the pairing we're going for. So just to give you a quick introduction to beer, well, instead of like getting too geeky about it, we're just going to stick to like a few simple styles. And obviously, I'm sure a lot of people know what an IPA is. There's variations on IPA. This is the West Coast IPA. Uh, We'll touch on other styles maybe in future with other pairings. But, yeah, that's the beer we're going for today. So I'll just uh, get this one cracked. I'd say this is a special Mm. occasion, so savour this one. Mm. I'll get a a pour for you. I'll I'll try and do it better than Nathan pours.
0: Yeah. It's not hard to.
1: I don't know if you can see. We're all just sitting here watching him pour a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice clean body. Mm. When you get your nose in it, you'll just
2: smell big hops, big citrus. And when you taste it, it'll be nice and like piney and just hopefully quite dry on your palate. So mm. I'll just sip this and uh, I'll pass you over to Naif to see what he's gone for We his beer case. Yep.
0: Uh, my my choice is not as intricate as uh, Ben's. I, I didn't look into it as much. I went like the tying the characters and the uh, setting. I tied in the movie, so I've gone for a neon raptor. If you can see that, go big or go west, uh, because the film goes ridiculously over the top. The killing's over the top. Uh, it all goes big. Um, they they went big with the extras. Uh, I think there's only like twelve extras. But they play like same part, like about eight times, and then they get killed off. Um, but this is a double IPA. Um, it's eight point two percent, and it's got all the same sort of flavor profile as what Ben was saying: pines and citrus. There, uh, I'll open it now so we can uh, do it, and you can see my my perfect pour. He's going Ignore... to
1: nail it this time.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to pour the full can out because I don't want to spoil. it. You need it, it to
1: drain that... more on the side of the glass as opposed to impact. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, it's got, yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's that nice colour. Nice, it's that that's, it's, a little bit of haze to it. I quite like that. Oh, it's, it smells, it smells almost tropical.
2: The oh Raptor, just to throw out there, is a Nottingham-based brewery. Ooh. So you're Yeah, I've not heard of it. I've often looked at the local breweries. I've not come mm. across that one before. Yeah. They've got a tap room in town centre, city centre.
0: So mm. that that's that, you and know you are going next thenly. You're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to go and see your hometown's most famous brewery. Um it's definitely not the most famous, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely gorgeous, I'm, I'm just going to say. It's it's uh, sublime. Um, it's really, really hoppy, full of flavour, and it, and it is big. So um, tell us about yours, Lee. Right, what, what have so you, for?
1: You, you know I'm not like normal humans. I like to, to throw it out, go a bit odd, a bit weird. This is going to upset both of you, and I don't care. Um, so... Yeah. Here comes the college. Did you see him back then? He, he, he adjusted his shirt as if to say, I'm going to fuck him <laughs> up. I'm going gonna, gonna to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get Mike Danton on your ass. So I looked at your recommendations and I didn't realise, I've not had a chance to really travel uh, far and wide. We don't really have an independent uh, sort of like bottle seller local either. Um, I could have sort of, I could have like gone into town maybe, but you know what? I'm just being busy. Um, so as I was walking around Tesco, I came across something, and it, it it triggered something, and it made me think. This is more appropriate than what um, than what you might think. Anyway, like our hero, it's born in America. It's smooth, it's crisp, it's fresh as fuck. And I haven't actually seen this or tasted it in real life before. Also, I need to add a lot of people consider it crap. I've got a Bud Light
0: (laughs) You've let yourself down on first episode This
1: series is
0: just (laughs) Circling the drain at this point
1: The reason I did it is because You look at Mike Danton and he's a guy That's going to go home and he's going to Crack open a Bud Light
2: No way, he's a Miller
1: man 100% (laughs) 100%, Please, And I have never had it I hear oh, people say it's rubbish. I Americans swear by it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to try pour it. Out on I'm going to do it. It's coming.
0: <laughs> can this you get lighter is... than a Budweiser? I
1: don't, I don't think you can get lighter than a Budweiser. I think it's about as low as it gets, to be honest. But I've never tried it. And I thought, you know what? I want to try it.
0: This is just so far brief. But I know it's it's
1: <laughs> not what we're about. But when I saw it, I'm like, I've got to do it. And I promise you, this will be probably the only time I do this. This will probably be the only time, but it's super pale. <laughs> smells just like a cheap-ass crappy lager.
0: It's pale because of all the water they've added, I think.
1: It remind- <laughs> Do you know what? It reminds me of when I used to go down time when I was younger. It's tasteless. <laughs> right? Cheap. It's cheap. Yeah, it was. How much was yours, Ben?
0: Like the budget.
1: You don't want to know, me. No, I do. <laughs> £17 a bottle. It was 17 um, Yeah, you know, it's
2: because it got mulled across from America. You can't get it anywhere apart from the brogue.
1: Okay, so Nathan, how much was yours? Uh,
0: just under six quid.
1: Okay. Um, £4 pound for four cans of this. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. Um, I One of the reasons they wanted me to do this B-movie uh, podcast is because, you know, I'm not... Um' you know i don't I'm not very cultured in terms of films, and I'm quite willing to say something if I think it's crap, I'll say it's crap and I thought, well, you know what I'm gonna do the same with a beer on this occasion, mm. and I've done it, and I'm not I could probably drink like twenty litres of this stuff and it would do nothing, not even mm. joking. However, for a drink to sit it's fine it is absolutely fine. So yeah, Bud Light—that's the well, way we want to go. I'm gonna ju- show it ju- once more. It's—it's <laughs> it's not gonna focus right because I've got that stupid filter thing on it. But Bud Light, look at that! Look at that! Just
2: to—just to interject there, like I know beer for people, especially craft beer, is like stupidly expensive. So by no means do you have to buy expensive beer. It's just you, obviously you pay cheap, you get cheaper quality ingredients, whatnot. I don't even get started on like ethics of the businesses. So it's always better to shop like locally and independently, like I said. But Tesco, to be fair, they do stock a lot of independent craft brewery beers for a cheap price. So if anybody wants to dip their toes in because they're not willing to pay a lot, Tesco is probably a place to go. And with the beer pairings, I've tried to pick out supermarket beers. So if anybody is watching and drinking along with us, um, to keep their eyes peeled. Is recommendations on Tesco beers, so you ain't got to break bank. You ain't got to spend seventeen quid on a bottle. You can get a can for one pound eighty. I think Thornbridge or so, Jaipur Some of the, the ones that, is actually a nice beer.
1: Some of the ones mm. that you recommended, I think there was a, one of the bottles was like two pound ten a bottle, and yeah. it was there was actually four cans for like uh, I if think you, if you had a club card, it was like three pound fifty. Without it, it was four pound fifty. I could have gone for one of them, but. One of the reasons I went for this part comedy value, part because for I do the crack. Feel, part yeah, part because I do feel like there's an intrinsic connection with that the American, the American guy who has his Bud Light, and mm. you know, it, it, a lot of people consider it crap, just mm. like B movies. A lot of people <laughs> look at them and just go, it's crap. Mm. And I think because of that, it's relevant. Mm. You guys know I, I do like a real sort of like a real. This is not. It is a real beer, of course it is, but I'm on about like a. I kind of um, uh, uh, it's hard to explain, isn't it? You, you, Nathan, you understand that I do like a nice beer, and this this was just the one-off. Mm. We would definitely be uh, dipping into something more more exotic yeah. on the on the future <laughs> ones, for sure. We'll lay we'll slide for this episode. Well, you ain't got yeah. a choice because I'm putting the video up. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. But thanks, I, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yep.
0: Yeah. So now we were all uh, a little bit more drunk and a little bit uh, disappointed with. Please beer. I <laughs> on... might need
1: to get the other ones plus my gin to get drunk on this. But yeah,
0: yeah, I think you will. I think I think you could get at the kids and not be worried that they're going to get <laughs> drunk on <laughs> it. Are kind you, of...
1: are <laughs> you <laughs> drinking? Like they've got Bud Light. The cop's going to be like, "Oh no, no, it's fine." <laughs> no, no, he's not.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So onto the film. Uh, it, we our views on it, Ben.
2: Well, we'll, well, this is this is a complex topic from here on in.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: we'll just break it down into some sections. I'll I'll discuss a few topics and then we'll jump off from there. If that's uh, yeah. That's good with everyone to keep it straightforward. Yep. What what I want to talk about is the movie poster first and foremost. So this is going back to one of my favourite styles of movie posters, which is the hand painted eighties aesthetic, which I'm sure you can both appreciate. Well yep. looking at this movie poster, why the why would <laughs> you just not want to watch this film?
0: Like, yeah.
2: You see this poster in a video store in eighties. Or this VHS, you would just like what? What is stopping you picking that mm. film up and renting it? Yeah. What do you reckon to that beauty of a poster?
0: <laughs> I've I've only got one thing to say about that poster, and it is yes, Italian kids. That that poster is it's. It's on par with uh, Mega Man, you know the box art yeah. from Mega Man. <laughs> it's it's like that. It's, it's I love the this. It doesn't actually look that much like him. Uh, no, if, if we're thinking of the same one, the, where he's that the action man pose sort of thing. Think it's it, uh, yeah, it is good. It I do is, I do enjoy that.
1: It is very good. I don't get what he's doing with his um, knife. It's it's like he's just got a <laughs> hole in his shorts. Jammed it in. <laughs> I don't understand the poster. Um, I, I love the. I do like the poster. I like the fact that it has all the. You've got, I just realised you've got dead bodies on it as well. Um, and also, it doesn't relate that much. Well, not quite enough to the film because I don't remember any tanks shooting in the film.
0: Oh no,
1: no there is. There the is. The there is one. Oh, I, did, yeah. oh, I did. Oh, I have. I promise sure you, I have watched the film. Um, right. You got the helicopter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the the drawing style. You know, as soon as I saw this, I actually thought of that computer game Operation Wolf. I immediately mm. thought yeah. of that. I'm like, this reminds me of an arcade cabinet type of hold the Uzi and then shoot everyone sort of uh, sort of game. Yeah, it's an amazing. It is a it's, a, it's an amazing picture. 100, mm. very good. <laughs> also, it, it,
2: de- it definitely has the most two important elements though, which is a mullet and some booty
1: shorts. Mus- yeah, muscles there. and guns, yeah, all all those yeah. things. Yeah, it's a great it's a great, great
0: place. Uh, to uh, to interject, seeing as you have said that, I uh tallied up how many mullets were in the film. Oh, really? <laughs> right. What's the, what's uh, the I I stopped at thirty, right? <laughs> and oh. that's because I realised they were reusing the same characters. Yeah. Because, because I don't know if you can remember, there's a point in the film where he jumps down and kills a black man. There's like one black man in the entire film. He jumps down from a tank, kills the black man. Literally like three minutes later, the black man's walking through the forest and it gets, it catches a grenade like on a stick. It comes forward, yeah.
1: he catches it and he's like, hey motherfucker, fucking grenade comes yeah. off, doesn't it?
0: The exact same character. Yeah, <laughs> he's he was- just died. And
2: he's,
0: he's
1: the like, dude. He's the dude who goes, Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! He doesn't have a mullet, though, think. does he? He doesn't have a mullet. I no, like we, he doesn't. I've seen so, Afro mullets. He needed an Afro mullet. Yeah, so we there say was 30, mullet. 30 mullets. 30
0: mullets, at least. But that's because they started repeating characters. There was one character with mullet and glasses who looked like George Michael from Wham! I don't know if you saw that. That spoiled the film for me, that. Is he the main... He's, he's
1: like the main...
0: No, like, no, like, not... not he was in the background nearly all the time. He oh. died about four times, right? I've got the kill count, but I'll save that for in a bit. I've got the body count for the film. Uh, but, yeah, mullets. But 30 mullets, count, at least. Um, but mullet count, 30 mullets. And I stopped counting because of r- repetition, and I thought I was doing it a disservice. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, carry on, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, moving on from mullets, which is a very important aspect of this film, <laughs> we'll talk about just the- the, the opening scene for, for, for starters yeah. apart from like the, the opening shot just in general, like the first bit you see in the film is pretty epic when he's like, Wah!
0: on hillside, yeah. a
2: little silhouette. Like So oh. after that piece of cinematic history, we get a quality opening credits, which uh, I'll think I'll let Lee explain because I know <laughs> he has some good views on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, when I first started making notes, I didn't sort of timestamp them, but I did write out like a whole side, well, It's like a quarter of like an eight. and And um, the first bit I wrote was, um, we have guns and we know how to click them in ways <laughs> yeah. you never dreamed of. Well, oh. It's for like 10... I'm going to say it's like 10 seconds or so. I know it doesn't sound long, but when it's the same thing happening over and over again... <laughs> and it's the tiniest little gun... <laughs> Like yeah. putting in a
2: magazine.
1: Nice. Nah. It's like, yeah. Alright guys, we can see that you've got guns and also arms and it's, just, it's like <laughs> Oh my god, what are they doing? One of those could have been there was even I was there a guy that put a knife in it. He's like he had this knife, he's like
0: It had that knife had a compass on the top as well, <laughs> like a novelty knife. I'm I've like, got this? a knife
1: with a built in <laughs> compass.
0: Yeah, it was like on the the pobble part, like a round compass. Was, That's what yeah. you need? That's what you need? You Just need to know where.
1: It go, is. I killed them. No. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Absolutely, so, absolutely terrible, um, terrible start to a film. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't set me up well. That I'll be honest.
2: Well, that that were a good example of them using the budget. They're like, they're gonna milk that. They're gonna mm. be like, we're showing you some badass dudes, and they're loading guns, and we're gonna milk that shit
1: blowing off milk in the budget like you say there's um so they take two gun clicks and turn it into like 20 over like 10 seconds but Mm. did anybody else notice that when you were watching the film he ran down the same footpath about 15 times yeah yeah and i'm looking going that's the same not not looking at the floor i'm like okay the angle's similar and that bush it's kind of like a dark area, and i know, like, I've seen this before.
0: Yeah, he has his wife there, doesn't he? It's like the same yeah, bush yeah. that he's always there.
2: It uh, runs very good, and know, because he's like that. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's
2: how Commando runs. Yeah. So, moving on from that opening scene, the opening credits, the opening scene, man. I have not stopped laughing about this all day. This guy... Uh, he is underused in this film because this guy, man, yeah, I lo- absolutely love this guy and I could not stop laughing.
1: So the office you, you worker, the guy, the poor guy that they've got.
2: It, it is, it's worth an Oscar, this this, this yeah. bit of acting, honestly. Like, it, they call it, him check,
0: Fat Man Oscar, don't they? It's yeah. Like, Movie Fat te- Man.
2: He takes a grenade like an absolute champ. Gets shot <laughs> yeah. and he's still walking. He still manages to beat up his attackers with a rock. Oh, when he's and like... like uh,
1: Sneaking his yeah. hand back slowly yeah. to find the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And then the creme de la creme does that. Honestly, this is the cream of the crop when it comes to acting. The, the, you know, when he's about to get shot, and he's like, <laughs> "Don't kill me! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't kill me! Don't kill me! Don't kill
0: me! Please, please, don't!" don't.
1: So I don't know I if you, I don't know if you noticed this part. I um I wrote it down. After jump what is it? They proceed to chase down Mr. Ninety Five, who looks like he's encountered a frisky werewolf. His trousers have got like this perfect <laughs> yeah. rip down there. Yeah. Like someone's got someone's cut them. We need we need <laughs> to make it look like he's been abused in some way. Grab the scissors and they've done like two or three cuts up yeah. his trousers. But then he runs around a corner and there's like a tree trunk that's fell. And it's, it's, yeah, like, it's, over it's clearly high enough that you would go under yeah. it but he he and like lobs himself at it and then I like flops over it and I, at that point I'm like is this going to be the whole film is this going to be the whole
0: yeah, film he switches cuts at that point it's like him running through woods he climbs over that tree, he's jumping over logs he's doing all this, every time it cuts back to his pursuers, they're on a path Something <laughs> after him. They're and always running, running me down towards, the aren't they? They're always yeah, it's down like down. a path into woods. It's like a transpedine trail, and he's just <laughs> running <really laughs> down it. He, why is he running through woods? And then they've caught him straight away. And he's like, he's been running through, just like jumping over stuff. Yeah. Really
2: so, I think I think it's worth just mentioning, if the, obviously people haven't watched it, that the old premise is that they're trading for something, which we don't quite know. But basically, they're hunting real people. And because instead of war games, they want to it, do it for real. So, this is a night, like you said, Mr. Nine to Five. Like, mm-hmm. the first question that pops in my head is if these guys are elite soldiers, why are they chasing down fat, like, blue collar Mexican looking <laughs> dudes, like, who clearly got yeah. no skills? Like, they're not going to improve their, like, military training one bit. They're just yeah. slaughtering random
1: guys. It's like on his way yeah. to the, on his way to the bank to start his shift, and they just go yeah. grabbed him off the street and thrown him in a van. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's mm. like, what are they achieving by hunting this man? Like, and it still takes six of them to take him down. Like I said, he's yeah. he takes a grenade yeah. and a bullet, and he still manages to buddy beat one of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but their criteria, when, when a bit later on when they grab him, their criteria is drive around the neighbourhood in a van <laughs> looking <rank> great <laughs> conspicuous. Pointy people. Shall we have him? Oh, no, no. Not him. He looks too tough. Not him. Oh, he's not tough enough. Oh, let's have him. Like <laughs> that. That's the criteria for their training exercise. I like it when the father-in-law, in
1: yeah, the father-in-law is saying to the, I'm jumping forward slightly, but he's talking about the van, and he's saying, what kind of van is it? What kind of van <laughs> yeah. is it? What kind of van is it? I don't know what kind of van it is. But I I remember some random numbers off the number plate. But then she like reverses them. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, definitely. I'll figure this one out." What color is the van? Oh, it's a dark, it's a massive <laughs> van. fucking van. And a little
0: sliding yeah. door on the side. <laughs> what? Yeah. She she does not even say that to him. She just says, "It's got no windows in the back, like a delivery van." Could be any fucking van. That could be a UPS van or all
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting van. That so, uh, what, what's next? Where we go? Where do we go from? The, well, uh... just
0: jumping
2: off from since you're talking about the van and his uh, and uh, her father, hmm. we'll jump off from there. Like so, so basically, she explains that some sort of van kidnapped her husband. Somehow, the father-in-law being an ex-cop, but he must be, like, the best ex-cop, like, ever. Because from that description of a shitty van that kidnapped her husband, he somehow seems to find the camp and the whole thing that's going off, like. <laughs> and <laughs> there. Why does he conclude from, like, three numbers on number plate that, uh, like, that it's going to lead him there? He basically no
1: parks up on a dirt track, walks through a forest, and finds a stash of tanks. And he's, he yeah. spends the next two minutes creeping around tanks doesn't he <laughs> yeah
0: it's, it's it's not like he's got he's got access to like a computer database where he can check yeah. license plates <laughs> he just finds them and then then he's there and it's it, they tell you it's 75 miles out of california <laughs> or something so he's, he's got a massive like six thousand square mile area to check but yeah. he's found them straight away. yeah
2: because yeah, he's just a badass dude man like yeah. uh, after the guy in the opening scene who gets killed too way too quick, he's my favourite character. We'll, we'll dip mm. back into him later. We'll just leave him for for a minute. Uh, we'll just so basically the the guys are hunting real prey, real real people. Um, so obviously after they kill Mister Nine to Five, yep. they pick up they're like out ah, for a new for a new guy to find. So like we said, they peruse it streets with Nathan's criteria, just like oh yeah, this guy, this guy. For some reason, Mike Danton, our mullet, our mullet, uh, master, the, the odd dude, he um, he's putting out the trash and he gets nabbed. <laughs>
0: Take that rubbish. So, so
1: this trained, yeah. this trained warrior, yeah. this Vietnam veteran, this guy who is like the most, who kills. Well, we won't uh, spoil it. He kills a lot of people. Um, he gets kidnapped by some dickhead in a van. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it, but he wakes up. His wife wakes him up, and he's like, is. <laughs> If you pretend to be asleep or tired, that's what he's doing. He's like, <laughs> ooh, ooh. and it's all goby and like t- first thing is like chop some eggs up, eat your eggs, reap paper, get these rubbish stuck out, and then he's gone. Because he's all he's all sleepy and he's all got sand in his eyes. He's like, What? But
2: he's
0: basically the
2: perfect this is what they need to be hunting down. They don't need the fat guys. Like well, the guy who's bankrolling the operation—I'm sure he mentions that he's pumped millions of dollars into this operation. So if he's <laughs> pumped millions of dollars in, I'm sure like if you expected him to be hunting better prey than this slight like, fat dude, so yep. Mike Danton is mm. basically what they're after. But I think they've bitten off more than can chew with it with this dude. Mm. So. Obviously, as you can guess, the film goes into that area that Mike Danton gets nabbed, and then he's set on the loose, and the guys are now hunting the ultimate prey in Mike Danton, ex-Vietnam veteran badass. So, just from talking about Danton, obviously the main thing is is ob- absurd kills. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy kills. Like, on front cover, on front cover, poultry he's got a big ass gun and that. But mm. it, for some reason, it 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 don't use any. It don't use the gun. It mm. it, it, it opts to go for hand-to-hand combat, even that though he has gun, a sorry, lot of
1: chances. That gun he does use once. It's when he's it's when he's up against the helicopter. Yeah, so that's what I mean. I did write something about that. What did it, where is it? Um, he. Uh,
0: is it when the helicopter explodes oh. and then it cuts to, like, a yeah. generic explosion? So running, Not even an helicopter exploding.
1: Running from a helicopter, he chooses to lie on the ground. I'm assuming that these guns are quite heavy. In being a trained soldier who doesn't know how to use them very well. <laughs> um, so he's lying. He, like, he, he runs around. That helicopter's moving so fast as well. Like, he's just, like, running backwards and, like, oh, I've oh, got to go here, got to go here. That helicopter's like, it's like... It's like <laughs> Full-on airwolf. He's just travelling around. <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. He lies on the ground. And he's aiming the gun up. Like, uh, And then it cuts to the helicopter. And it cuts straight back. Like, very quickly, he's then somewhere totally different. <laughs> like, because the ground is quite like like a desert kind of scrub kind of dirt. Mm. And then he's in these bushes loading it up with a um a grenade in order to shoot at the at the helicopter. That was jarring for me. I'm I'm watching it going, Okay, he's on the floor, he's shooting, whatever, bit bit, bit a bit a bit of crap, yeah, yeah, I get it. And the whole film, I get it. But then suddenly, Buff is somewhere else. It's like, how did you get there? How did you get there that quick? Um it could have just been doing it from the floor. I d I don't get why they, they moved they moved the shot for that. It didn't make a lot of uh, a lot of sense as hmm. as, uh, as did um, other aspects of the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, basically, it cuts back and forth quite a lot with, like, again, using its budget to its max. Ooh. but
0: <laughs> Yeah.
2: So, yeah, the helicopter is a kill, but he, he opts to kill a lot of people with his hands rather than taking the guns. I, I thought maybe the only way you could probably explain this is that is uh, that much of a badass that he just needs to, like, do it by hand. So yeah. so that that could be one explanation why I don't take a gun. But the only thing that that kept puzzling me throughout the whole thing is, like, why does he never take
1: anybody's boots? Oh, thank he's you. Running, yeah. Thank you so much. I he's wrote running it down.
2: down wilderness I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. in my like, note.
1: In my notes, sorry, yeah, in my notes, uh, I wrote, he's still not got a shirt on. Then later on I put, <laughs> he's still not got a shirt on. Why... Those guys are all, you know, a similar size. You'd at least take, he's he's just literally murdered someone. You'd sort of go, I wonder if he's a size nine. I'll just check his (laughs) boots. No, none of that. He prefers barefoot. You can't, unless you are (laughs) trained and your feet are used to running on dirt. I go take the bin out in my socks and I'm like, ah, what was that? (laughs) It was the smallest pebble that somehow got onto the path and it cripples me. How's he yeah. running through the frigging bush and the forest you're like that? A...
0: It's you're yeah, you're not a badass Vietnam vet. Like a, he is. Really. I need
1: a tour in Nam. Yeah,
0: to take the, do. To take the fucking bin out so you, so you can take bin out in denim shorts. <laughs> What's going
1: on? It, <laughs> it's, it makes.
0: Did than... he sleep in them? They must be so uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> do you notice that when he? Because um, uh, eventually he gets. Um, he goes. He goes back to the house, doesn't it? He? he gets somewhere. I'm jumping forward slightly, but he gets his gear, doesn't he? And he gets his yeah, face yeah. paint on. I'm like, he paints off of his face, leaves his arms. The dude, the dude has the whitest arms ever, but he's got this. You can't. He, he's going to come towards you. You're going to be like, where's his head? Where's his head? But he's just like arms coming at you. I mean, yeah, because like, you, you need to see that beautiful body, don't you? It's, yeah, it's, it's true. And... That,
2: that, that that point, just touching on it, like bear in mind that his brother was a director, and he did all like directed all camera shots and whatnot. He does quite lovingly
0: photograph his brother's body, and quite like lingers yeah. on it. It's very it's very like homoerotic. Yeah. Like do you know when he gets tugged and then he like wakes up at the camp. He stood there, like, we had we had no top on, and it's like a slow ball, yeah, like, yeah. move up from the knees, shorter his body, and, that, and he's like...
1: Ted Pryor, um, who was previously in uh, Surf Nazis Must Die. I looked at the trailer for that, it looks amazing. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting the black woman in it to be like, yo, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. And she's just, that looks amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, Ted mm. Pryor is a former Chippendale and Playgirl centrefold. Oh, there I, you go. I'd throw. I mm. looked up. I looked. I looked up his information. I'm like, oh, for the ladies, then. He insisted. Yeah. He was like, yes, brother, I'll do your film. Yeah. But I'm not allowed to wear any clothes other than these yeah. shorts that are stolen wanted... off. I know Britney Spears in the '90s or something. I don't even know what's going <laughs> off with them shorts. Yeah, he wanted to go all the way, but
2: that's yeah. another move. Yeah. so. <laughs> Talking about Mike Dannen then, so he's out on run, he's getting hunted, what does he do? Obviously, he kills some dudes. Like Nathan mentioned, he probably killed the same dude about eight times. <laughs> but I'm going to throw it out there. the air. What's your favourite kills?
0: I'll let Lee, you go first, Lee. My
1: favourite kill is possibly the... Don't don't ruin the end, though. We'll save that bit for the end. Yeah, cause yeah. That, no, that is the... the best kill. I didn't like the end. Yeah. I've got a big issue with the end. Whoa. Um, my... That twist. My... <laughs> Aliens. My um, yeah. my favorite kill is uh, probably one of the more. Do you know what I've got a handful? So I'll I'll mention one. If you don't, guys, don't mention it. I'll mention one of the ones. Is the one where he's near. I think he's near some tanks, and he's he gets a bit a bit in a bit of a tussle, and he pulls some yeah, 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 fucking yeah, yeah. trousers forward. you like, get... <laughs> I'm like, what's he doing? Is he giving him a reach around? What's he doing? He gets the grenade. Puss it down some dude's trousers and it blows him up. I mean, clearly it's gonna Uh blow him up, but it like cuts to, I think it cuts to another scene, then comes back.
0: Yeah,
1: there's a boot, (laughs) just a boot sitting there doing, doing perfectly stood up. And I think, yeah, perfectly. (laughs) We need to emphasize this a boot stood up, and I think it's got like a bit of smoke coming out of it. (laughs) Now, why isn't there like a skull next to it? or yeah. it's, like, it's like they've had to cut the gore out or they've got a higher... I mean, you know like films where they cut stuff out so they don't get like a higher rating or age rating? It felt like that. I'm like, this dude mm. should be covering the surrounding area. There should be a, a red mist yeah. slowly settling to the ground. But no, what do we get? A boat. Mm. A, a, a boat. A boot. I'm getting passionate. A boot with some smoke coming out of it. What is going on? That mm. has to be, personally, my most memorable kill. Mm. Well I, you know.
0: I've got two. Uh, I've wrote one of them down, because uh, it's just it's ridiculous. He's laid on the floor, and to hand, what could he get to kill this person yes. that's about to fall on him? It gets this twig, yeah. and I'm not even talking about a stick, it's the thinnest twig you've yeah. ever seen. That If I push that against someone's chest, it would snap. But yeah. it manages to go through his ribs, <laughs> then his spine, all his organs and lungs, and kill him. And then he, that's when he spits out blood against his cheek, if you, if you remember that I'd, bit. I'd like but to then... say
1: it just about qualifies as a stick, but it's a 100% yeah. a stick that would break Break. If you could get that it stick just... with two hands, you could push it, and it would eventually buckle and just break.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't stab through both your hands. It's no. like, that doesn't even make any sense. He's looking around. He's got a knife in his belt. No, I want this twig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the next one is, when he's got a knife in his hand, and there's some people coming, what does he do? Sharpens a stick <laughs> instead of using the knife, and then... Throws it like a spear and stuffs someone back. If you remember oh, yeah. that bit, there was there rather was, than sneak up and stab them, It's like it don't make any sense.
1: Yeah, there was several occasions where they were they were killing people and it was like they're making a lot of noise. But they'd be like two in a row. This guy, they'd be walking this way. The one at the back <laughs> would get killed, and the one at the front would just be like, "You yeah, know, let's carry on."
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, but ah, but doesn't, doesn't hear him. I've I've got some stats on the kills as well. Right. There's,
1: there's... Ben. Hang on, Ben. Uh, uh,
2: you... I'm going to say I need some. Oh. I need some deal points on these kills. Cause oh I yeah, yeah.
0: Kills, kills, kills. I got
2: plenty. But going back to your like, not the twig one, but this, the one where he sharpens the stick. It's just like he spears the guy in the back, and then everyone's like, "Oh no, he's got a he's got a
1: fucking piece of wood." <laughs> and they've all
2: got machine guns, but yeah, <laughs> you know, he's like, Whoosh. So That was one other, I was
1: going to mention. Yeah,
2: the other kill I think we mm. all agree on, which is a it's a classic. Is the backbreaker. <laughs>
1: So he picks yeah. him up, he like and he's, he looks quite light as well. Picks him up <laughs> and just walks him towards a tree and just like crunches him on it. And just like, hmm. it's like he snaps him, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good and good kill. That,
2: yeah, that's a classic. Probably my favorite. one of my favorite ones is uh, when, he's, uh, when he's at the top of that mountain and he's got a load of styrofoam rocks. Yeah, <laughs> and it, like literally the bad dudes, all they have to do is either step left or right, and nobody dies. Yet yeah. yeah, they all stand there and there's and you probably noticed there's one guy laid down, and not a single rock hits him.
0: Yet, yeah, he yeah.
2: seems to die.
0: Yeah, F- five people are killed in that scene. I counted that. Five yeah, people die count- from styrofoam.
2: Did you count the guy laid
0: down and didn't get touched? Yeah, I counted him because he was laid down. Even though I knew he was already laid down before Ross got pushed. i yeah. was <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll count this because that's- he's already laid down. And if you if you laid down in this film, you're dead. That's that's how I've counted it. And I think yeah. that's how these guys counted it. Yeah, because
2: well, like I said, we'll touch on the final kill later because that's mm. just fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> So,
0: yeah, what kill count, what have we got? Right. Funnily enough, I counted all these by hand, and then looked on IMDb for some facts, and they've got the exact same as me, which I'm happy about. It's right. 65 kills, right, plus there's one more, which I'm not going to spoil because it's a, you don't know whether they die or not. That's the ending. Um, you, you can probably guess which one I'm talking about. Uh so, 65 kills. They're not all Danton's kills because for some reason they kill their own men constantly. So, yeah, there's, there's, at, gone, there's, there's at least five in there. Uh, and also, th- this includes two dead hillbillies, which
1: they're all people. I felt really bad for yeah, them.
0: Yeah, there's two
1: dead hillbillies. <laughs> they are labeled yeah, as terrible. hillbillies in the credits as well, I think, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I know yeah. they are. Looks for that. <laughs> they've got they've hillbillies. <laughs> So, Wake up, son.
2: <laughs> going back to the constantly killing of the old men, that bit, they're hilarious. There's like Thornton, who's the bad dude, who's like the bad commando guy. He's sort of second in charge, the guy with the sunglasses. He's a badass dude. And like, he just seems, even though they're running low on men and they, it's hard to find good men, he's just, he's just killing his own men, like left, right and centre, for no reason, yeah. for like the tiniest infringement. <laughs> Like, the the best bit is when the guy goes,
0: Christ, we're not hunting him. He's hunting us. Suck this.
2: And then he just turns (laughs) around and (laughs) wastes him just for that comment. I mean, like, this guy's probably been training for, like, months and he just wasted him for a crappy comment that's, like, do you know what I mean? His man man management skills, like, leave a lot to be desired, I think. I think if Hogan knew what he was up to, I think he just tells like, Hogan that he's like, oh, they died in combat, <laughs> but he's just yeah. like killing them. It, yeah, because he
0: it, it lies, doesn't he, at the beginning? Because when that nine-to-five man dies, he hits one of them <laughs> with yeah. a rock, and then he kills him for getting <laughs> it by a rock. And then when he goes back to Hogan, he's like, oh, he got one <laughs> of our men. It's like, no, you fucking killed one of our men. You could tell <laughs> if someone were going to die in that film. by Because he had the... the the sunglasses on. You could see the, their reflection, reflection in it. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. like, yep, they're dead. They're going to die because <laughs> his reflection's in his glasses. He's got them in his sights. Yeah. That's how that works.
2: What do you think about that,
1: Lee? I, um, I think there's a good collection of kills. I, need, I, I wanted to throw in one more of my favourite kills that I saw was when They'd laid all the traps. You know when he came so we go in, I think we're dragging on with this a little bit, but he goes he after the initial part, he does end up going back home, doesn't he? Because his wife gets <laughs> hmm. uh his wife does get kidnapped. Um sorry if I'm treading on your feet with this one, Ben, but he does his wife gets kidnapped. Um so he goes home, doesn't he? Like he just yeah, can, he appears just, bit, how does he get home? How long does it I take mean. him?
2: Can I just interject yeah. like Halfway through the film he decides to go home. Like, why didn't he just go home at the start? Because he he wasn't yeah. he wasn't clear if he was
1: driving, he just appeared. He just it opened was just the walked. door. It's
0: seventy-five miles away. You can't walk <laughs> seventy-five miles. Hey honey, sure. Home.
1: Yeah, and he was still half naked. So yeah. he gets he gets home and there's that woman. I need to mention that woman as well because she was in my initial notes. So before So at five minutes fifty five was the first tough talk from the commander. Um, but just before that is when we were introduced to the first... No, not first. Is it the first woman? The first woman that we see as the army kind of woman. And she's got a bra-less... She's got a vest top with no bra. <laughs> so her nipples yeah. are sticking out. And she's got what looks like a pair of jeans that have been... They're just basically part of uh, Danton's wardrobe that she yeah, borrowed. Yeah. Yeah. There might even be his spare ones. Uh, yeah They're mm. just like those really short-cut... Uh, th those shorts, the shortcut trousers on the shorts. And I was like, as soon as I saw her, I was like, she doesn't need to be in this. She
0: <laughs> yeah. doesn't need to be what, in this at all. What's her use? I mean she gets knocked out twice in that film. And that's by a little backhander from Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's knocked out. It's like, is she a soldier? This and then later on, <laughs> when she dies, yeah. she puts a gun on the table just like ha, 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 I hate you dancing. I You're can't wait die. to
1: see then... you die. And then he's like like <laughs> dad and then yeah. going on to something quite brutal, he just kills her. Yeah, he just executes he her.
0: Out. <laughs> just takes her she's out. And I was
1: like, that is brutal. That is all it, she's it, done. He's pour like... a
0: glass of water on him. That's it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she she it, that oh
1: with that ladle, <laughs> have some of this yeah. really crap soup. Throws it at him. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah she awesome.
2: didn't deserve it. She yeah. deserved a more
1: dignified yeah. death. I think she did, I think she should have died Uh, this is a bit cliche, she should have died in a battle with his wife
0: Mm, that would have been the cliche
1: the ideal death for her would have been, or just hit by a car something like that that
2: that would have required some thought on the part of writing the script for this film, which obviously there is none (laughs) it's literally a collection of cliches it's like, let's just stuff it in the film because this is what's meant to be in this film and we'll cram it in
1: it is. It just. So, it is. Just, la- lazy. It. ride. Yeah, very lazy. Um, I mean, yeah. one thing I did mention that we have Rambo, nineteen eighty two, Commando, nineteen eighty five, Platoon, nineteen eighty six, and Missing in Action, nineteen eighty four. Which is obviously Stallone, Arnie. We've got various people in Platoon, and then we've got Chuck Norris. All these films came out before uh, Deadly Prey, and I'm disappointed that Deadly Prey wasn't better because of those films um, is that, mm. am I wrong in saying that? Yes okay. it is better it is better than all of them films. It, uh, it, clearly <laughs> it's, it's not and you're biased did you, towards
2: did you, did bullshit crap films <laughs> did you get the the obviously the infringed on the Predator part as well, when yeah. like Predator came out same year and it were like, it were like fucking that you son of a bitch!
1: Yeah, <laughs> the total oh, the, shit. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that, was he a did shame. the music. He kind of went let's kick some ass. I remember thinking, "Fucking music! Why did they throw that in there?" Yeah, um... <laughs> and all
0: the traps and the the grease pin on his face—it's like the total shift. It's like from dust till dawn, like shift <laughs> halfway through, it turns to like a predator film. Yeah, but he's the, he, he, but they're the predators. It's like it's, yeah, he it's, switches, it's switches weird. How they just out. It's because yeah. they have
2: to show on the they have to show on in that bit, you know, like get, getting strapped up and all montage during being badass. Yeah. It it's reminded like that, me of the
1: commando cool. one where he's like J-j-j-. yeah. Yeah. Grenades—it's—it's hundred it's percent from Commando. Um, so, so to, we're, to, whereabouts are we in regards to the film? I think well, we've. Uh, so he goes. We'll just say shit goes down. He goes back to the house, doesn't he? And he—he kills that woman, and then he goes. He goes hmm. back. Are we about there? Yeah. Can I just touch on some? Yeah.
2: Uh, apart from his kills, we've got to talk about his skills and the skills of the other <laughs> elite soldiers because yeah, uh, they are questionable at best. Like
0: Best of the best. Like, That's who they are.
2: Going back Head to
0: best of the best. <laughs> going back to the hillbillies,
2: like if you're on the if you're taking refuge from a bunch of people who are trying to kill you, where would you set up camp at night? Would you perhaps set it up at the side of a road? <laughs> if you're in a At soldier. the side
0: of a bridle path. Exactly. <laughs> and then yeah,
2: and side. then flipping Flipping into the actual soldiers, like, the the most ludicrous part of the film is probably when they're trying to track him down and they get a bit of his trail and then they're like, oh, Danton's been in here. Uh, well, where is he? We need to find him. And then camera pans up and he's, he's just above him in a tree with, like, no foliage or anything.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And just going, <laughs> why have they not seen this dude? Just, it's literally... literally... Oh, it's near. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're walking along and there's someone in like a house in a window, you still kind of spot them, don't you? You kind of see them. This dude, it, it's like walking down the street and he's sitting on a telephone box. And you've walked past <laughs> the telephone box and you've not seen this half naked man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, is, that, that just speaks
2: volumes about how elite these soldiers actually are. There's they a can't f- even spot a guy above
1: them. Yeah, there's a few <laughs> other scenes that I noticed. I'm going to, off the top of my head, six maybe, where there's somebody has paused for a moment and they've not done anything, but then a gun, if you imagine I'm the person, a gun comes in the frame like this, and then it's like thank you, and then it's like my daughter's just snuck a can to me Um, so (laughs) that's what children are good for, Ben, I'm telling you so this gun comes in and they're like oh no, I didn't see or hear you coming at all even though like the, the, my problem, my main main problem with the a lot of the scenes were it's a uh, like if I'm walking on concrete or you can't hear me, but that's a forest. That's like you can mm. hear people. Forests are generally pretty quiet, and <laughs> you know when you're walking, the, the the ground crunches, sticks break. How many times have you watched a film and there's been a stick break and someone's been like,
0: oh,
1: in this, no, literally trees could fall down, no one would hear it. <laughs> Yeah. It, it felt a bit, yeah. It felt a bit disappointing. That yeah. You go, that, that's Bud Light number two. What? This is what I mean. I'm, I'm fine. I, I doesn't, it doesn't. I I don't even feel like I've had an alcoholic drink at all. <laughs> the Americans Whoa. love this shit. What's wrong? With any Americans watching? Brian, are you Brian? Are you watching?
0: You is that just dirty tab water? That it
1: could, it could be. Do you, know like when, like do you know like when? Do you know like when they get light. contacted and they go, your water's mm. going to be off, but you try and pour it anyway, and you go, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, that is that. Light. I, don't, I don't know how that's not going to. Danton know.
2: would not drink Bud Light. He would, it would drink. He yeah. would drink Miller at least.
0: <laughs>
2: but one thing going if if we were drinking a Bud Light, one thing that he would probably eat with is maybe a rat or some worms. Like
1: it does. It does. It doesn't like <laughs> it. Doesn't, right. it doesn't <laughs> No, he, he's a cheeseburger from McDonald's that only costs like 10
0: pounds. I've, I've got this written down as something strange, right? The whole tonal shift, like I read about, between mm. it changes to Predator. There's a small part in the film where it has some weird, sad music. Yeah, they're like, music. Yeah, it's like, I don't understand what's going on there. Where, harping back to the homoeroticness, he gets a worm. He's like, he's crawling oh, through the forest. On. like... Like Gollum, right? <laughs> Weirdly on hands and knees, crawling through the forest. He finds a worm, and then what do you do when you find a worm? Yeah. <laughs> and he's what's he doing with that? He's cleaning it. He's cleaning, he's cleaning it. Cleaning he it. The he's been on his hand three times. How clean does that worm need to be? And then he, I looked at IMDb for this. He actually eats an actual worm. Yeah. For this yeah part. Yeah, yeah. He, he bites it. Uh, I don't. Why would you bite it into? And he's like fighting with it. You just put it all in and eat it. He eats a worm, and then he, catch, he sees a rat. Yeah, which I love that. From, rat. <laughs> from IMDb, they bought that from a pet shop. That's another fact for the film. Uh He finds this rat, and then he eats it. There must be not a lot of meat on a rat, but <laughs> <Yeah>. he somehow <laughs> he somehow manages to leave some of the rat behind, yeah. and he's like, yeah, yeah. and the hillbillies find it and be like, he's been eating rat. So, but it's like it's like a little lamb cutlet of that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to just mention my notes. Is- at, at at thirty minutes in, I put eats the local wildlife. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. exactly what he was going on with. Just fun. And I love how he's rummaging. He like, doesn't
0: need a drink. He just needs to eat. Yeah. He's
1: rummaging. Like he's going through the. Ooh, what this looks like. There could be a
0: worm.
1: And he just labels it. <laughs> you know, like a kid would pull a gummy worm out of a, a 10p, yeah. mix, 10p mix. I'm um, just like, ooh, look at this. And he does that. And then, like you say about him spitting on it, what's going off? What?
0: Yeah. Is, is... Do you, just, do you remember the bit where he's setting his traps? And this this is hopping back to his, his good rummaging skills. He's setting the traps, and he puts some C4 or something, some plastic explosive yeah. on a tree, and then he goes to cover it up. And for, like, five minutes, he's chucking, he's chucking leaves on it to try and cover it, and then just goes, fuck it, <laughs> leaves <laughs> it. And you can clearly see plastic explosive stuck to a tree. Also, another thing... But another thing, he goes back to his house, he opens his weapons locker, there's two <laughs> things in there, right? The rustiest machete you've ever seen, he decides to take that with him, which yeah. then turns into a different machete later on. And his dynamite, with a little timer, <laughs> stuck to yeah. it, like the fakest prop dynamite, which he doesn't even use. He doesn't use Why dynamite. Why does he take that with?
1: Yeah, he doesn't use yeah. it, does
0: no. I was waiting for him to use that dynamite, and he never
1: did. I was waiting for him to pull someone's trousers, yeah. Shove it down and then that might even get like, rid of that boot.
0: It's like a wily e. coyote dynamite <laughs> yeah. stick.
1: Yeah. It's Going like from Acme.
0: A bundle of them. Yeah, it's but it says it says Acme on it. Yeah. It's like what is this? <laughs> so Classic.
1: where do we go where do we go to from now? Heading heading towards the well, end of the film, aren't we?
2: If we're just touching upon weaponry well, I just wanna uh, just talk about how ineffective that the grenades are. Yep. I mean, a nice little grenade montage
1: would be good here. Oh, don't even bother! Don't
0: even bother. I, I've t- I've tallied up the grenades yeah road. <laughs> Only two actually landed, <laughs> and that was when they put it down his pants, and then they killed one another. What about one in tank? That one gets. What about the yeah, one, one in, in his tank? What right? about the
1: one where his mates lying down, and he puts the grenade behind his head? Oh no, yeah, that's that
0: That's a that's a confirmed kill. The tank. I only classed one killer and the IMDb does the same uh, because you only ever see one man in the tank. Yeah, so yeah, talking, yeah. About, talking about the tanks, right, it was clearly filmed in like a, like a, a, an ex-army, like, scrapyard because yeah. Yeah, none yeah, of the yeah. vehicles boom, and the, even the tank, when it fires at him, it's just a stationary tank. It doesn't even drive. There's still, like, grass grown up around it like it's been there for months. It's like, yeah. what is this? It, but yeah, it kills it, it kills it. it kills it it kills a tank where it just chucks a grenade in and one person dies. So it, we don't know how many's died, but that's eight kills or two confirmed kills with grenades, six <laughs> non confirmed jump out of the way <laughs> so while pirate techniques go off. Yeah. How yeah.
1: many people does he kill altogether?
0: 65.
1: Sixty five. Oh, sorry, did you already yeah. say it? Sixty five. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, well, that's back... not all him. at least a few him are other people, but yeah, it's mainly
2: Tom, uh, Cooper's calling card with his aid under head. Like, how can that be his calling card? How many how many instances would he use that as a calling
1: card? That's a calling <laughs> card. And then he grins at him. What like, happens Rrr. all the time?
2: <laughs> and talking about talking about him, like he's ba- he's basically been hired to kill people. So he's killing people for money yeah he has a great big issue at the end of the film like killing Hogan like he gets Hogan in a position where no. he's about to kill him and he just
0: doesn't. he's like got his yeah because the he's not so, so go back to the beginning I wrote this down right he looks through no recruits Hogan and he's like what are you in it for and he's like the money and then he goes to the next one money and then next one fun. money again and then he goes to Cooper and he's like the fun."
2: why do you want to be a part of this
1: outfit I like the money What about you? The money? The same. And you? I'd be for the fun.
0: (laughs) He's like, he's a sadistic bastard. He's going to come up later on at your film. I do it. He he should at least kill him. He should at least kill over. Yeah. He's in it for the fun. He don't care.
2: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. (laughs) Hmm.
0: But he's he's
2: quite a good character, to be honest. He plays that character well, I Hmm. thought. Like the buddy, like and one of one of, point, one of the scenes with him in it which I just can't stop laughing at and it, it's sort of similar with Hogan is the like exposition of the plot like because there's no plot they, they, when they can yeah. squeeze it in there they do it so like it's just jarring it's, like, hundred, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like with Cooper He's just like fating with Danton and then he's like Danton
0: Mike Danton I'll be damned <laughs> I haven't seen you. It's the time you took a bullet trying to save my life.
2: If that's the first time you saw him since then, I don't think it needs explaining. And it's yeah. so sa- it's same with Hogan and all when he when he like finds them dead bodies and he's like
0: I know this. I know this style. It's my
1: style. Danton Mike Damn.
2: but yeah um another favorite character of mine which i hope you to love as well is the the father in law jamie's dad hmm. like
1: i was um, a, a bit upset with that i think that well, i felt it was a bit unnecessary What?
2: well he, he has one of the best scenes apart from the guy saying don't kill me at the beginning the second best scene in the film is when he, he, he's in the jungle and he's like got his gun on man, that that arc, that recruit comes out and he's and he points okay. a gun at him and he says, "Friend or enemy? I'm a friend. You're a liar." That that but that scene is absolutely worth the price of admission. I like
1: I like the I like him, but I'm disappointed. Just I mean this. I mean clearly I'll I'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this uh, <laughs> this video. But the fact is he dies and he. I felt like it was a bit. I don't know.
2: He, I, he does he gives the biggest performance terms of acting with the the speech you know to the to the millionaire dude yeah and he gives this epic speech sorry, about being like down in the gutters and there's no music get back get back what is this who are you who am I a
0: little man who spent 27 years of his life as a cop trying to put big shots like you away. 27 years in the filth and the dirt of the street. There ain't no music down there. You watch the people in the
2: streets killing, raping each other, pumping dope through their veins, while big men like you sit in the fancy penthouses. and death, the poor slobs rotten hell. I know about you. As long as it puts money in your pocket. Today, the nobodies who made you rich are gonna win. Die, you son of a
1: There is, there's several cold-blooded murders which I think are yeah. unnecessary. You've got the army woman who gets shot, right? She could have been tied up or whatever. You've got the father-in-law yeah. who got <laughs> utterly slaughtered. Uh, just uh, the the biggest one for me is near the end, which, which we're clearly approaching now. Was the his wife? That was yeah. the twist. That's a bit. Out of the add, I don't think it's a twist. Yeah. I think. But it's I didn't. I didn't see that. It's a I, lazy script. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a twist in one way, I guess, because you didn't expect it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that's why I felt. I was like, oh, you just killed her. So that's the end of her arc. That's her story gone. Duff. Guff. Buff gone. Hmm. And yeah, you, I was a bit disappointed. Don't... You don't come out of it feeling good <laughs> no you don't, you don't. Yeah. Like, everything, no. everything goes wrong it's like who wins mm. who's the because when you watch a film like this, it's like who comes out on top who's win and no, a- actually nobody but no this is what makes it kind of genius is because
2: it is playing up to all these tropes, but then it does spin it on its head and it and it, you don't expect the end, and mm. that scene where she dies leads to like possibly the best scene in the film. So I think it ruined it for me. Well, hmm. that scene following her death—right—we can talk about now about Thornton. It being was killed.
1: it was already hmm. uh, objectively a crap film, um, <laughs> but going to then making it—it's like they took a pile of shit and all, it was like given to you as a gift, <laughs> but then you found out it was mouldy. It just made it worse. Well, it just—I that... think I think the ending for me. I was enjoying I enjoyed the crap film as much as I could. Yeah. I'm going to put it I enjoyed it as much as I hmm. could. There was, you know, I'm going to give it a a 1 out of 10 for enjoyment. Um oh. I know we we spoke about how we're going to rate this. I'm going to give it my 1 out of 10 for how much I kind of enjoyed it for what it was. Um but it was it was a good 5. It was a good 5 this film for me watching it. But seeing that ending, straight down to a three. Proper just took it out for me. It went from being stupid to utterly unrealistic and ridiculous. Do you know when um, she died, he's just kind of went, uh, Didn't even go and check yeah. if she was all right? Didn't even yeah, go up to her? I thought that. I'd be like, you're all up, babe? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Pure his wife.
2: He doesn't care. He saw her get shot
1: and just went, she's fucked. And just walked off. So Dan came along with his rusty, knackered machete, cut off... Um, whose arm did he cut off again? What was his name? Thornton. Thornton's arm. And then took <laughs> his arm and proceeded to beat the crap out of him with it. <laughs> yeah, that is cinematic gold. No, yeah. there was no... Then, then what did he do? But then what did he do? Yeah. I on the cake, he scalped him. No, he went, why the
2: fuck? Uh, and then... Yeah, he could, yeah. He scalped him because he just killed his wife. If if some guy killed your wife, would you not beat him to death with his own arm bent scalping?
0: I wouldn't scalp him. I, I would scalp him, but <laughs> That was ridiculous. He probably keeps that scalp in a jar just to remind it's you. A- he chucks it and then kicks some dirt on it later <laughs> after. <laughs> I, I thought, oh, that must be right sticky that scalp. He's, like, <laughs> yeah. he's been he's been eyeing up his mullet that entire film. He's what? like, I'm having a fucking mullet. He just wanted his haircut. Yeah, Do you
1: know what exactly, would have been better yeah. if his commander guy, who, who, who was his name? Sorry, Hogan. 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 Like, yeah, yeah. If he makes chocolate. If he was um, if he was balding. yeah, yeah, <laughs> he just threw he, he chucked it down. Wear that. He has no more use for it, or some bullshit.
2: <laughs> so, after that, like extremely awesome kill, like we we come yeah. to it, we come to the end, and this this end, I don't think, I don't think I saw it coming the first time I saw it. Hmm. Um, what did you think of it? Is that what you think is ludicrous? The kill, or do you think the actual ending is ludicrous?
1: Actually, I'm happy with the ending. I'm happy yeah. with the ending. I think he, what it is, he, he flipped the table. He went. I'm not hunted anymore. You are, and then he told him to take off take off your shirt. So he took <laughs> off his shirt. I thought he was going to tell him to take off his trousers so they were matching. Like he had, <laughs> but he <still> yeah. <laughs> Take off. So he took off his boots, and then he he sent him off, and then he. I'm assuming then he he then chased him and killed him. That's my assumption for the not the ending of the film that we didn't see. Well, um, but there's an actual sequel they released in 2013 i believe the deadliest prey sorry yeah yeah, yeah. have you seen uh,
2: hogan's su- no hogan oh. survives apparently i ain't seen it now
1: Ah, see uh, see, oh. in theory because of him being the um i did write this down the most decorated office, special forces officer or whatever the fuck it was um of course he is um he, he could survive couldn't he he has got the skills yeah he, he trained no. anton
0: yeah no, no, right, and this is because, I wrote this down as well, do you know later on when it's the evening and they're at the camp yeah, yeah. and he's talking he's talking to the, I can't remember her name, the, the evil woman in it, the only what, 50% Lynn. of the women in the film. Evil Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Evil Lynn. He's
2: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. like talking to her and he's like, I'm the most decorated soldier in the world <laughs> and all this stuff and it's this is my army and then she walks off and then... <laughs> Dancing comes with a knife. What's his throat? And he's like, oh! <laughs> and starts crying. Yeah. Why it's didn't he just part? kill him? Why and didn't then you then he just kill And then he goes like, him? damn you, ho! <laughs> damn you, dancing! Damn
1: you! Just to go back, the the very the very last scene I'm fine with, but because of her getting killed, it actually... That ruined it. The arm, the the beating with the arm, her getting killed. (laughs) Actually, it was only that bit which ruined a semi-OK film. Um, And semi-OK, semi-OK film. I want to mention my favourite scene. Approximately fifty-seven, fifty-seven. It cuts to a scene where Danton is in the distance. It's misty. There's silhouetted trees and like the odd bush and grass. And the background music is an oriental flute, which I've heard many (laughs) times before. And I heard it. I went, I like that flute. (laughs) And it's a flute, this tune that I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't to, to kind of like really ridiculously try to do it. But it's one that I've heard lots of times before. And I'm like, I like that. And then it, you don't really see any more of that. It kind of, it kind of, it, <laughs> goes, it kind of cuts from there. But yeah, that's my favourite little. It, it's points for point. The scene. It's just showing him alone and obviously figuring stuff out. But yeah, that little scene, fifty-seven, fifty-seven.
2: Uh, a bit out of left field. I like it. I wouldn't have highlighted that scene,
1: mm. but mm. it was the flute. What? It was the music. It yeah. was the music that got me. I'm like, oh. One uh, thing
2: we haven't mentioned is. If you were going to say Mike Danton had a catchphrase, what would you say his catchphrase were? Okay. Be...
1: can I go first? Hmm. Yeah, please be correct. Uh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that the right? Is that am I right? Is that that's the right? At? That's the right one. Okay, please. <laughs>
0: it, it doesn't really speak that much, does it? Yeah. It makes more grunting than he does speaking. You don't it, it emotion,
1: remi- you don't emotionally collect to him at all. It reminded me of Solid Snake though mm. in his gruntingness, mm. like he's
2: he's like mm. yo
1: know, like
2: that withdra- <clears throat> withdrawn like manly. <clears throat> he does got to yeah. growl to him. I just he killed re- people. <clears throat> I
1: think we've managed to cover the whole film would I be right, Nathan? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think there's not yeah. really there's not really much I'm missing unless Nathan's go we want to just touch on. Are we giving a it a life. rating? No. Are we giving it a personal yeah, rating we'll Are we it. all gonna... I think if we if we go around and
1: get a rating each and just see whatever Yeah, if
0: we if ben, we can bash ben. out his own rating out of ten.
1: Yeah, Ben, I'd like you to go first if that's okay. Right, so if
2: you wanna set to me ten out if you wanna say to me for a ten, so objectively like I said, it's a bad film. Like there's no question about it, but like I said earlier, there's something compelling about a film which is so bad that it mm. becomes good, and uh, this one will literally go down in history as like one of the best bad films. And mm. if you ask me now, what is my view on it? I would personally, because I love all this crap, yep. <laughs> is I would, I'd say it's easily a nine, <laughs> <laughs> easily. Mm. There's
1: some some if it,
2: maybe if it were a bit more gory, we a bit a bit of a bigger budget, it might have transcended it to a ten. But mm. for what what they did with film and what they achieved and everything just everything about it, I mean, I went back through it today after to seeing it numerous times, and I made notes, and I was just having to pause it every like literally twenty thirty seconds because there was something I had to note down. It's absolutely stone cold classic. <laughs> So yeah, a nine out of 10 for me personally. Right,
1: I'm going to go with mine. Um I'm not going to talk about <laughs> it as much as you just did, but um I think I've already said I thought it I it I was interested in watching it to the end because I I wanted to see what happened. Um I won't lie, I was very much interested. Um invested isn't the right word. I was just kind of curious to see what happened with it. Hmm. Uh, um and due to the piss poor handling of the ending it knocked it down from what i would say was a was a was a happy 5 you know <laughs> a happy 5 i have to sit mm. this film in regards to my favorite films and films i hate or whatever like i watched the ghostbusters that came out in like what 2016 that if if you can score in the negative that motherfucker would hit the floor and carry on going. Um, um I would prefer to watch uh, Deadly Prey as opposed to that. Again, if if someone asked me, um, but I have to sit it at a five. I was, uh, mm. uh, but then, like mm. I said, the ending killing the wife wasn't justified. The arm beating was ridiculous. And I'm, I've decided to sit it at a four. Personally, yeah. a four, and I think I'm being fair.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Do you, that's under- fair. do you
1: understand, uh, uh, Ben? Going, asking you, do you understand why the the killing of the wife and the arm beating? For me, <laughs> I, dragged it down.
2: I understand that as much as I understand you drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> this is where our, um, our view—not at rose. all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that like that elevated the movie for me. Personally.
1: The problem is, it wasn't. It wasn't consistent. There wasn't a consistent level of ridiculousness in regards to the arm beating throughout. <laughs> if there had been numerous um, instances just like that, then it wouldn't have seemed as ridiculous. But and also, I, but... it didn't look like an arm. It just looked like a bit <laughs> of rolled up cardboard. That was
2: like the oh shit moment You're just like If we were sat there watching it with a beer And that happened Everyone in the room would just be like Oh shit And fucking everyone would just love
1: it mm, maybe, maybe 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 not so, Maybe not the people I hang around with <laughs> it's, it's So been... we,
2: we, we're sitting at a nine and a four okay, okay Nathan gives his input We can aggregate the score up And see what we get
0: Yeah I. Uh... I didn't like that his wife got killed, but I understand why. And that's the twist that actually made it better for me that she was going to die. I expected her to live. I I was doing the tally um, for how many people died. And I presumed, with the amount of people that was left, that him and her would be left. So I missed two off. uh, And then she obviously didn't die. Uh, She obviously died and he didn't and the the Hogan didn't when I thought he would, so that messed things up for a little bit for me. I thought the uh, arm beating and scalping was the best scene of the film. I loved that. Uh, I I could watch that again. Uh, (laughs) So, I I already thought to myself, because we've jumped in a deep end here, and we've gone to a film that's going to be bad, I would have said seven. Um, So, I would say that sits comfortably between a four and a nine at a six. If if you are in agreeance, you two, to keep it at a six, because I would have said seven. What's your score? <laughs> What's your individual score? Seven. I would have gone with seven. Only because I don't know if things... I'm hoping things are going to get better. Um, and I, I've, I know the next two films are better, and I didn't want to set myself up too high, and then be like, oh, I'm at ten and I can't win any higher. But I would say this: this was a seven, a six or a seven for me. So
1: if we say an I, average score, we're looking at dividing our score. We're looking at six point. We'll just say six. We'll have it this yeah, film yeah, as yeah. a six. But that yeah, obviously, solid, obviously I, hit, I hit low. Yeah. Then you went high. You went. Kind of in the middle of, mm. of us two, and that's pretty much what we expected. Yeah, but yeah, a, a six. I'm happy with the. I'll write it down on here so I remember. Yep. You
2: you saying that it so... is quite the bar set low in terms of quality. Like we did jump in deep end with a bad bad movie, but the the so bad mm. is good type. Yeah, the the, the quality yeah. definitely is being upped. Uh, in terms yeah. of actually a cinematic experience, I'm sure, I'm sure, I, I've got full confidence that Lee will actually like the next film and actually enjoy mm. it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm feeling the same. So uh, I would say, and both my fellow colleagues, my fellow Sages would say, that uh, Deadly Prayer gets a six out of 10, uh, which I feel is a solid score. It's not the best film, it's not the worst film. I would recommend it. Um, the, the the twist at the ending was a little bit I expected it to live uh, but that, that made it for me um, so next time we'll be watching the 1986 classic Chopping Mall uh, and for a taster, here's the trailer
1: they broke into the mall for the wildest all night party of their lives if dead
0: meat
2: But you're never alone in the Chopping Mall. What's that? Robot
1: life. Chopping Mall we shopping costs you an arm and a leg.
0: Well, that about wraps things up for today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, I've been Nathan. I've been Lee. And I've been Ben. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A great way to
1: join in the fun is by checking out the Letterboxd account. There's a link below. Uh, There's a full list of films and some beer recommendation notes on there as well. Don't forget to support your smaller independent shops. And as always, drink responsibly.